0: Welcome to Thinking Edge with Ed Boudreaux. I couldn't be more grateful to be here today with James Nixon. He's a multiple-time author and has just an incredible background in terms of digital, digital marketing, just incredible person. James, I'd love for you to dig into your background.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, first and foremost, for, for giving me the opportunity today. I'm uh, really happy to be here. My background, yeah. I've spent my entire professional career doing technology innovation. You know, my specialty has been in digital transformation, you know, helping organizations to, to reinvent business models, operating models, and, and technology approaches in order to create value. I, you know, I really love transformation. I love the, the it allows me to, to essentially organize chaos and make things more simple and efficient. You know, and I've done this for Uh, a number of companies throughout my career, uh, Microsoft, uh, Deloitte, Marriott, CNN, and and now I'm in Hilton and I'm I'm overseeing the the product management function. And basically we are creating a enterprise-wide marketing technology platform. It's been a fantastic ride and experience.
0: Wow. What an incredible background. How did the the book, The Pursuit of, of Happiness, you know, at work, where did that come to fruition, you know, <laughs> along your career and what drove it? What did you see? You know, incredible career depth there. At what moment was it just like an aha moment or, or when did it come about?
1: You know, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. One I, I get off and, you know, The Pursuit of Happiness at Work is really a manifestation of a multi-transformational journey that, that was inspired by my grandmother, to be completely honest, my grandmother was a very loving and wise woman, right? That always, always shared advice with me, and 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 one piece of advice that I always remember that she gave me, and you, you probably heard this some some form of this before. You know, time is precious. You know, don't waste it, right? And I remember when I first heard that, it, it actually kind of freaked me out. This this notion that time is finite, and one day my time will be up. That that was a bit concerning for me. So I wanted to figure out how can I make the most of my time while I'm here? What can I do in order to get the most out of it? And in order to to do that, I I began to dig into, well, how was I spending my time? And and I I realized that the two things I did most with my time is that I I slept (laughs) and and I worked. Those are the two things that people on average do the most with their time in their life. And, And when I evaluated, well, Am I enjoying my sleep? <laughs> and am I enjoying what I'm doing from a work perspective? And this is, was much earlier in my career, early mid 2000s, in 2005, six, seven, around that time frame. When I when I when I analyzed how I was how I was enjoying sleep, to be honest, I had a mattress that was about as comfortable as cardboard. <laughs> so so I immediately went out and, and, and got a, a pillowtop mattress, and I've been staying with pillowtop mattresses, and you know continuing to get them as they continue to get better and, and enjoying my sleep. Uh, but then when I thought about Work. What I realized is that, you know, I had a job that was a great job. It was for a great firm. I was adding value, was highly regarded in the firm, but I just wasn't crazy about what I did. You know, I was kind of like blah, like, mm, okay, you know, I, I, I can I do this, but there's got to be more. Uh, and when I started digging into that, I, I realized that I wasn't alone. There was uh, at the time the stats showed, and it's either it's been consistent or it's grown that. Roughly 50% of people working weren't crazy about their jobs. In fact, they didn't like their job. And I thought to myself, wow, that's a huge stat. One out of every two people don't like what they do. Being me and, and my love for transformation and organizing chaos, you know, talk about a business case for transformation. I mean, this definitely was it. Right. So I, I spent years really just researching, you know, digging, executive coaching, going to training, taking assessments going to therapy, (laughs) coaching others, leading teams. And ultimately, I eventually came up with a concept that's in the pursuit of happiness at work. I call it the law method, which stands for learn, assess, and walk. So learn your definition of happiness at work. Assess whether you're happy in your role and walk toward an opportunity that'll make you happy. So I've used this system for myself and have been very happy. Um, and what what I do. Um, And I've coached others, and I've seen similar results. So I wanted to, in honor of my grandmother, she's such a giving person and made so many contributions to this world. I wanted to honor her by packaging up this discovery that I I made and and essentially put it in an easy-to-read playbook that others could benefit from. Because quite frankly, everyone deserves to be happy at work.
0: That's incredible. I love the the structure and the framework and the simplicity of of the law method learn assess and and walk how you know it's almost like we've all been through just this incredible year in, in so many ways societal and also the the pressures in the in the the workplace as well how would you if you were coaching someone how would you walk them through the law process
1: no that's a, that's a great question that's a that's a great question so so typically what we do is, is the first thing, the, the learn portion. What I've found is that when it comes to career, oftentimes people have a, a differing opinion in terms of what will make them happy at work. Sometimes it's, it's things that are truly important and truly matter to them. And some things, it's things that actually they, they heard from somewhere else. Ultimately, what we really work on is focusing on the things that truly matter to them and help them ultimately get to the brass tacks and focus specifically on what their specific definition of happiness at work is. Once we have that definition, it's really about assessing, okay, now that you know your truth, you know really what you're about and what drives you internally and makes you just, will make you happy and inspire you and make you engaged and more productive from a work perspective, are you in that role? (laughs) Are you doing it? And how far away are you from that? And that's a big discovery process as well. And there's a number of assessments I talk about that, you know, people can take online and figure out if they're, you know, from a natural abilities perspective, you know, the the talents that they were given that others don't have. And when I say natural abilities, there's a difference from a skill set. A natural ability is something that you're born with, you know, you just do it effortlessly. Um, You don't really know how you got there. You just were blessed with that opportunity versus skill is something that you learn, right? And your skills, you can learn them to be, you could be very strong in them and, and get them to a, a very capable state, but there's a difference between your natural abilities. So really it's about understanding what are your natural abilities and, and assess those and determine if you're aligned in the role that really truly leverages those and leverages your definition of happiness. And then basically the third step is walk. Now, it doesn't mean walk away from the company they're in. It means walk to their manager maybe and say, hey, this is my makeup. This is what really drives me. Can I do a little more of this? Can you help me? I mean, you'd be surprised. Your manager wants you to stay there. Companies invest in you and they want you to stay with them. They want you to be happy because the happier you are, the more they benefit. And the more they benefit, the more successful you are. And the more successful you are, you become even more happy, even happier. So, so they want you to—they want that to happen. So it's really about walk to your boss or, or walk within your company to figure out if you could create that situation. If you can't in your current area, you know, is there another opportunity within your company that? you're more aligned with right, you can continue to contribute to the great company that you work for, but just at a different capacity and, that, and that's growth people should want that you know continuing to to push yourself and grow within your career and your development. But finally, if, if, if there's just no way for you to get from where you are to. To where you need to be, then you need to walk toward an opportunity, maybe in another company. I've, I've coached people that walk towards entrepreneur, you know, the entrepreneurs, which clearly means that we need to leave the company they're working for. I've walked entrepreneurs to go work for a company and be an entrepreneurship type of role. So so it really depends on where you are. But the, the purpose of the book is to provide you with frameworks and tools and different things that you can use. And it, and it meets you wherever you are on your journey and helps guide you towards happiness at work.
0: Yeah, that's, that's just incredible. What do you see, you know, as you, as you coach people, but also folks that interact with your, your book, what do you see the kind of structural barriers to, to getting to that level of, of happiness that, that might conjure up thoughts and, and ways for people to think about, you know, breaking through the barriers, jumping over them, wh- whatever
1: that might be? I mean, there's a, there's a number of, of, of barriers, you know, based on people's situation, right? There's financial barriers, there may be geographic barriers. There's a number of things. I think the biggest barrier, and the first one people have to overcome is the fear of change. You know, change is tough, right? Change is tough. It's scary to some degree, you know, especially for individuals that may have been doing something for a very long time and to take that chance at something else can be quite daunting. And I think the, the main thing we have to do is to help the individual to feel confident and comfortable in, in coming up with a plan and being able to um, action that plan in a way that's right for them in terms of the degree of change they have to go through and how fast they have to go through that change or, or transformation.
0: Yeah, that's that's amazing. And this simp- the, the question I'm about to ask may sound super simple, but I love the idea around what benefits Do you see, you know, someone that that has put in the the law process and understanding what matters to them, assessing their true self, their their true happiness, and then walking towards that next step? You know, when someone uh, is truly happy, what do you see the kind of like the results of that, that being, I'm sure you've coached people in the past through this and like, wow, you know, that entrepreneur that you got in me too, it's, it's, I'm, I'm loving my life. So like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, love examples or yeah.
1: No, no, absolutely. Well, yeah. if it's your first question directly. You know, I think the main benefit from. Going down this path, and once you achieve happiness and feel you have that purpose-filled career, I mean, it's 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 about making the use of the of the short time that we have on this planet, right? That feeling of of accomplishment, that feeling of you you living your purpose, that feeling that when you're at at the end of the day, you're not tired from all the things you had to do at work, but you're actually even more energized, right, from the work. I mean, that that's amazing, and it's it's possible, it's possible, right? And it's just a matter of people finding out, figuring out their definition, managing their expectation, moving in, in, that, in the direction, embracing change and taking advantage of it and, and really just living in their purpose. You know, examples of this, I give an example of an individual that was working, a mid-level manager. He was in the gaming industry, the video game industry. He was a software developer. Pretty good at what he did, you know, definitely capable, was, was moving along, but wanted more opportunities to move up. And he, he noticed that some of his peers were, uh, let's just say their natural abilities align more with the software development area. And um, he, he was more building skills in this area, right? So ultimately, you know, we, we had a conversation and um, I, I kind of, we talked about just that natural ability versus skills versus what's your purpose, what excites you. And, and ultimately he realized he was really excited about relationship management, right? He was really excited about interacting with others and helping clients and working with others and groups in the team to, to form and uh, amazing products. So we we worked on a plan, and he eventually moved into a business development role, which he never thought <laughs> would, would he would do. But he he started thriving because he had the deep knowledge and expertise of, of how the product worked from his software development background. And he was able to pair that to now leveraging his natural abilities and relationship management. And when he coupled those two together, I mean, he just... I mean, his career took off it, just completely high level hockey stick trajectory. So that's an example of exactly what I'm suggesting, because he was able to align with his purpose, his true definition. He was performing almost effortlessly and he was engaged. He was excited. He was passionate and he was adding significant value to the company. And because of that value, the company essentially continued to invest in him, continued to help him grow. He continued to move up. And that made him even happier. <laughs> so it's almost, you know, it's a cyclical thing. It's a reinforcing proposition, a win-win situation for him as well as the company for him to have happiness at work.
0: James, what an incredible story. And I, I love some, some of the words that you're using, you know, excited, passionate, really understanding your your true why, right? And pursuing that. And that this giving the impetus for change around the, the law process and understanding you know, what, what would excite you? And then heading, heading in that direction. I've been, I've been studying the concept of flow a little bit, you know, professional athletes, or even I think about, you know, us being in the the work world as corporate athletes Mm -hmm. and, you know, that idea of flow and really bringing your best self to work by your best work, but but also, you know, how does that interweave with, with home life as well? Mm people talk about a work life balance but you know I'd, I'd love your ideas around you know how could this impact your your personal life as well
1: well i mean we i mean we know that when people leave work and they come home that they sometimes bring work with them probably more often and especially now in this this time of covid you know the the blending of the personal and professional working from home and homeschooling it's just Yep. it's the barriers are not what they used to be you know I and mean, it, it, it's great in a number of ways because i've met co-workers children <laughs> right I, I got to see more you know kind of their personal space as we welcome them in and and what that's all about and and how they think and i i've learned so many great things about many of my co-workers but it's also a challenge in that you know it it the barriers aren't there that used to be there right and and it's something that we just had to adjust to and get used to so covid aside this notion of still when you leave work i mean if you're frustrated or challenged or just having a difficult time at work either because you're you're not playing to your strengths and not essentially being as productive as you want to be or because you know you're not in a nurturing caring environment you know more than 50% of the reason why people leave their jobs because they're boss. You don't have a a boss that you see eye to eye with, or maybe your coworkers, or maybe it's an unhealthy environment, Um, even a physical space that doesn't work for you. I love silence when I work. My wife likes TVs and music and things of that nature. I I would not be able to function in that type of environment. So essentially having an environment that that makes sense to you as well, all these things are, are, are very important at work for you to be happy and feel fulfilled. And if you don't have that, you could bring that home kind of those challenges some of that frustration maybe you're, you're exhausted after just a long day and you come home and you're just exhausted when you see your family um, what i found for people who you know, are living in their purpose and, and 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 truly happy at work is that they're actually energized when they're done and they come home inspired and, and, and positive and and it, it's it's had a, a significant impact on on even their family life in terms of how they show up right they show up they're present they're they're encouraged and that rubs off on their family and it it helps in that aspect as well and again that's that's reinforcing because if it's you know great with your family That and you know that energy you bring that to work if it's great at work you bring that back to your family so so there's just so many different benefits from having really addressing and focusing on happiness at work which again is is one of the main ways we spend most of our time there's so many benefits from that incredible James, I'd
0: love to end with, I love the structure of the law process and in your book. Just incredible. It's going to be game-changing for a lot of people. What three pieces of advice, if you're giving someone, would you, would you give them you know, around their career or if it's someone you know, looking to, to change because of their current situation, what
1: three pieces of advice would you give them? I think the three things I would think about is to, number one, make happiness at work a priority right? That's, a, that's extremely important. Uh, I definitely do that. Number two, make a plan for achieving that. You know, In, in the book, I provide uh, tools and, and frameworks that I've used over time that, and not all of them, not all of them are, are mine. I mean, some of them are other, others, brilliant people I've come up with that I definitely cite their research and work in the book, but it's all about constructing things in a way, a logical way, to help you go from wherever you are now to being happy. That's what it's all about. And number three, I I want them to to understand how happiness, and we've talked about it a number of times, creates these win-win situations, win-win situations between your work, personal and professional, creates win-win situations between you as an employee and, and the employer. I mean, there's just so many positive outcomes from achieving happiness at work and living in your purpose. So those are the three things that I would leave with individuals.
0: James, this has been incredible. You're a force. Your, <laughs> your you. level of excitement is contagious. And uh, I can't, can't wait to go through the process myself. I have my, your book right on my right-hand side. So I'm gonna- Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's my <laughs> task uh, this coming week. So James, I, I'm really grateful to have met you today and, and can't thank you enough.
1: I, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you.